This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. The Buckeye football team is 2-0, and we have an awesome episode today talking Ohio State football and more, and a great interview with Ohio State long snapper. He's been a long snapper for about 100 years now, Bradley Robinson. We're going to get to all that and more, but before we get to all that, you know what comes next. We need to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, Brain Fuel. We're drinking it at Drive the Lane. Joey is exhausted. He just got back from a trip to London. He's drinking brain fuel to get himself, you know, awake and do this episode. It boosts long-term focus, productivity, and overall health. I'm a coffee guy for sure. Have my cold brew in the morning, maybe a cup of hot coffee as it gets a little colder. But coffee enough does not cut it when the grind gets real. And guess what? The grind is getting real. Football season's heating up. Basketball season is around the corner, and we're going to be drinking a lot of brain fuel to get you content through all of it. But we are not the only ones drinking brain fuel, are we, Joey? No, you know, I, we, I joke about it, right? I'm not the best basketball player who drinks brain fuel. There's Marcus Smott of the Boston Celtics and Spencer Dimwitty of the Dallas Mavericks who rely on brain fuel uh, to have a key part in their success as elite athletes. So why wouldn't a couple podcasters try it? And why wouldn't you at home try it? it? It can only help and it will help. It absolutely will help. And this stuff is good. Trust us. We would not be drinking it if it was not good. So head on over to B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com and order some for yourself. That's BrainFuel, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com. And guess what? If you're in Chicago, we're having a live show. November 4th, details coming soon, but you need to be there. Joey will be there. Sounds obvious, but he doesn't live in Chicago. That's why I said it like that. (laughs) Rain Fuel will be there. And between now and November 4th, head to your local 7-Eleven to pick up some brain fuel. The Buckeyes looked like they drank some brain fuel on Saturday. Most specifically, Marvin Harrison Jr. looks like he lives in a tank filled with brain fuel. Yeah, I saw some crazy stat about him. Well, first of all, the, the, the less crazy but still crazy stat, uh, him and Joey Galloway are the only two-time, three-touchdown-grabbing in one game. That's a bad way of saying it. Only guys with two games with three touchdowns uh, in Ohio State history. That's insane. But I saw one stat that's even more insane that was like, he has three total games with touchdowns. And it's like seven total in the three games. It's just un, unreal. So, yeah, I mean, he was a stud. I can't – the problem is, Andrew, on this episode, I can't sit here and talk about the game. I was in another country with no access to watch it. In, in the country that I was in, if I said football, they're talking about the ball you kick on the ground. Yeah. You know? so I didn't really watch. I've seen the highlights. I did not watch. I know Travion Henderson did well, which is great for me betting on him to win the Heisman. I know Jackson Smith and Jigba did not, didn't play, which is bad for me betting on him to win the Heisman. Um, so it's, it's, it's hilarious because I was sitting down to dinner when Ohio State was kicking off for a noon game, which is, like, just so weird. I was literally – it's so funny. Ohio State scored their first touchdown. I was actually in France for, for my last day, um, and I was in Paris with another Ohio State alumni. Um, and shout out, Brad, if you're listening. That would be hilarious if you 
told me you weren't listening. Um, but I was there for work and uh, we had a day in Paris to ourselves and we both were like following the games on our phone and blah, 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 whatever. Um, but we get to the Eiffel Tower and that's when Ohio State scored their first touchdown. And I was like, we got to find more Ohio State fans so we can tweet out an OHIO with the I being the Eiffel Tower. We just, we couldn't do it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I know I'm just blabbering on and on because I have no analysis about the game and who cares it was Arkansas State. Um, but the only other thing I'll add about the game uh, is that my mom texted me and she said, I know you can't watch. Do you want me to give you updates? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please give me updates. Let me pull up what she was sending me. <laughs> so, of course, I said, I have no access to it. To, I can barely even pull up the ESPN app without Wi-Fi and stuff. So she said, Buckeyes are up 14 to three with four minutes left. Uh, JP is calling the game. I said, that's awesome. Obviously, we're excited about JP calling the game. Buckeyes are up 14 to three. All is good. She said, do you want updates? I said, sure. The next messages were, okay, fourth and goal, field goal for them too. 17-6, gave up big play. I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. And then I said, she said, gave up big play. I said, boo. She liked the message and then said, Arkansas State is going for it on fourth and one. They got it. Missed a holding call. I said, okay. I don't need more updates. <laughs> I don't need any more updates. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a rare game where where you were like, damn, the the defense has been on the field the whole time. I think Bill Landis tweeted it out. There was like six straight possessions where it was Ohio State punt, Ohio State three, or it was like three and out and then three play touchdown, three and out, three play touchdown, three and out, three. It's like the defense was on the field the whole game, but a lot of it was because they were scoring in, in four seconds. So that's where some of the, you know, Arkansas state points came. Bill Landis is the king of uh, 18 plays, 21 points yeah. for Ohio state, yeah. 27 plays, 28 points for Ohio state. He's the king of that. So a lot of teams have, have cakewalks to Big Ten play. Ohio State had to play 0-2 Notre Dame. And then is that um, not classic Ohio State though? I talk about that all the time. We never ever beat teams that end up doing really, really well after. Yeah. And we always like it's just and they lose the teams that then lose. I, like right. if you if you beat a good team, it's like the the cycle, right? Ohio State beats a good team. The next step for that good team is they'll lose three in a row. Yeah. Or Ohio State loses to a good team. Then that, that team will lose three in a row. Or is it kind Ohio of State- a race? Does it kind of a race good losses? Like I hate when teams are like, this was a good loss. Then you go out and lose the next game. Like, was it a good loss if you get your ass kicked, like, and you're beat up physically and then you lose and oh great loss? No, the only thing that is dumb about that stuff is that. If Alabama beats Notre Dame 21 to 10, everyone goes classic Bama. Like that was a tough fought win, and but they're showing they're the better team. If Ohio State beats Texas the way that Alabama beat Texas, then everyone's going, Ohio State is not for real. However, they are pretenders. However, they didn't drop below Ohio State, but Bama However, Bama did drop. And normally they get the jump when they win. But yep. they were one. They can't jump to zero. But they did Georgia. I wouldn't be surprised Georgia. if they jumped to zero. Yeah. Um, overall, these are this is my final thoughts on the football game. 
Toledo this weekend. I'm excited for the Wisconsin game. Wisconsin had to lose at home to Washington State, but hopefully we're about to play them. That's how it works. Hopefully they beat, I think it's New Mexico State or New Mexico, and then it's a night game, ABC, Columbus. Black jerseys, blackout. I might have some friends in town. Maybe Andrew will come in town. Who knows? That would be a good game to come in town for now that you're saying it. Yeah, but like then you got to – tickets are going to be expensive. I don't have – I don't have tickets. It should be it should be a good and exciting game. Shout out Tyvis Powell for getting some TV time. Yes. He had some he had some uh <laughs> he was sweating a little bit, which was which was funny to see because we know Tyvis. He did like a big flex and he was sweating a little bit, but it was <laughs> it was cool. It was cool seeing him and him and Perry together. The whole thing was cool. Tyvis is the man. Tyvis is the man. We should have him on. We haven't had a had a haven't had we him on. Have, we should have we should probably have Tyvis come on at some point. Yeah, talk talk a little shop. Um, did you see the video of Mike Hall with Mike Hall? No. Really? I need to. Well, we should tweet that out from Drive the Lane as like our own little thing. Uh, but basically, Mike Hall from Big Ten Network, who interviews people, right? Mike, uh, he he went ahead and made this video. It was like a documentary style two-minute video about him finding his long-lost brother, Mike Hall, the be- the football player for Ohio State, oh, I- who's, who's unbelievable and truly was laugh-out-loud funny. And that's not always the case with those videos. Like, sometimes they're corny, they're cute, whatever. Like, that was – it was so funny because it was funny because obviously Mike Hall from Big Time Network is in and loves it, but Mike Hall from, uh, from Ohio State football was really into it. Like, you could tell he was really into it. So that was very fun, um, uh, hilarious. Mike Hall it would be so fun to have on this show. He would. I, I saw some Mike Hall stat. Yeah, here it is. Haskell Garrett led the Buckeyes last year with seven tackles for loss. And he already has five. Mike Hall has five in the first two games. I I have some. I have two breaking news things. Sure, break them. The first one is there's been a big trade. Okay. In my fantasy league. All right. Dak Prescott, my drafted quarterback, will not be able to participate the next few weeks due to a thumb injury. I've made a trade for Justin Fields. (laughs) Am I overly excited about Fields? No. Am I more excited than the average football fan about trading for Fields? Yes. What did you give up for Justin Fields? Did I give up Jeff Wilson to the Elijah Mitchell owner? Yes benefited both sides he needs a running back jeff wilson might suck he sucks when he plays i guess he'll have more opportunities but i need a quarterback i still might pick up wentz but justin fields is on my team have either of us have had fields yet no (laughs) breaking news we got fields bears are back browns are back that's i was i was thinking that was just a big segue um to uh to talk about fields before we talk about fields you, you'll think this is funny um classic fantasy football stuff right after week one the guy who has like 90 points when you every other team is scoring 50 more points than that is like i'll trade anybody my whole team is is up for trade so someone says that it starts getting the trade juices flowing and people are like i need a tight end i need a wide receiver i need to run it whatever i put in there i said i'll trade my first round pick for, for a girlfriend. That's what I said. <laughs> and, they were, and they got a lot of laughs, which was great. 
and and someone said, well, Joey, what if they live in Chicago? Because all my friends live in Chicago. And they said, Joey, what if she lives in Chicago? I said, well, in theory, I would be willing to give up Justin Jefferson for a job in Chicago packaged together with a girlfriend. <laughs> That'd be a good deal. Which I thought was hilarious. And I think, uh, and I got a lot of laughs. And I hope everybody else thinks that is as funny as I thought it was because I was just sitting there at my desk at work, just like giggling to myself, like, Ooh, look at these tricks. Cause my team's pretty good in that league and yeah. I don't want to make any trades, but I was like, Joe Mixon for, for a, for a seven and a half girlfriend would be great. <laughs> Oh, seven and a half yards per game is what you mean right right yeah yeah exactly yeah. i'm such a loser um i think <laughs> i think that would be a good trade i also think you shouldn't give up Justin jefferson because they were on my pick of the week the vikings which one and one the last two weeks two and two the last two weeks week zero we're throwing that out it's week zero yeah, yeah of course yeah so two and two the last two weeks but I also said Chiefs Super Bowl season-long pick, and they looked awesome. So that's another win. Every win the Chiefs have is a win-ish. So 2.1 and 2 this week. Or 1.1 and 1 this week. Stay tuned for more picks. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok for more picks. Um, the Bears are so awesome. Bears Just are awesome. Justin Fields giving out the game balls after the game. That was awesome. See the Superman slide? Of course. That was the greatest thing ever. Do you know how hard it was being on a 10-hour flight with no access to know how the football games were going? You texted me. I could text people. Was anyone giving you updates? Yeah, but it's, you know, that's just Your not, mom? Not my mom. My dad was giving me Bears updates. My, uh, But all my friends were together watching the games. So, like, they were texting each other back and forth about, you know, what was going on. So, I'm just sitting there like, am I winning my fantasy match? Like, it was so weird. The Wi-Fi on the Delta flight gives you access to text people, and that's it. But you're connected to Wi-Fi. I was getting notifications from my fantasy football apps without any – just getting the notification. It didn't say anything. So, like, clearly guys were scoring touchdowns, but I didn't know. Yeah. And then I got one, and and it says, like – T Higgins is questionable to return. And it's like, wh- wh- what, what quarter is it? What, is, what, what happened? Did he tear his ACL? Like, what? you know, and then I'm getting stuff like Devonta Adams scored a touchdown. I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. Is it the first, did the game start? Like what, what, what court? Like I, it does he have a hundred fantasy points or does he have it seven? It was a late touchdown. I know it's like in the end of the third quarter yeah. or whatever. Or the last, the, the last thing we'll say about NFL Sunday before we get to our interview the Buckeyes on the offensive side of things were just unbelievable yesterday. I mean, Michael Thomas, he's back over 50 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Terry McLaurin touchdown, bunch of yards, Curtis Samuel touchdown, bunch of yards. They're on the same team. Actually not a bunch of yards, Curtis Samuel, but he had a touchdown in and some yards. Justin Fields got the dub stats are a little wacky because the only 2000 hurricane only 2020, 2020 quarterback to win. Yeah. Chris Olave had a two-point conversion. Garrett Wilson had a cool move on a catch. <laughs> Garrett Wilson will get there. The Jets are just terrible. No. What about, what about Zeke? How about the Cowboys? No. <laughs> Zeke ran okay, but the, the Cowboys are just not, not very good. They lost Dak, which is, as I mentioned, why I had to, had to trade for Justin Fields. Shout out to our Apple listeners. 
Um, we had some technical difficulties, so you might not have heard Devere Posey until Friday, Saturday, Sunday, today, yesterday, tomorrow. So we apologize. This episode, if it doesn't come out on time, will be the last Drive the Line episode because I'm not dealing with getting it up. Wait, what did what, you say? I'm joking, but if this one doesn't work, then we're done. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It was Right now, I'm so tired. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm so tired. I can. Oh my god! Today at work, I walked in and my manager's like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I'm out of the office the next two days." He's like, "Oh, glad you're here." I'm like, "I'm gonna fall asleep. I'm gonna die at my desk today." Anyway, well, we hope you survive. Thank the you. Next few days. We hope Bradley Robinson's interview gets you through the next few days. What a guy! What a legend! He's a, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't often have current Ohio State players on, but when we do, they're specialists. Yeah, literally. I think I, this is we're in, we're going back in time because we haven't interviewed him yet. Obviously, you're going to love the interview. I hope you intro the interview by saying, Buckeye, Ohio State football, long time, long snapper. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll say that. Now you're about to hear that on the interview with Bradley Robinson. All right, joining us now on Drive the Lane, long-time long snapper for Ohio State, Bradley Robinson. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Man, it's it's good to have you. It's a long time coming. The only guys that we have on the show from the football team are specialists, it seems like. Um, back in the early days, we did it. We had Terry came on, which was – I mean, that was – so, I mean, Andrew, it was like the first like seven episodes or whatever. It was so long ago, but it's great to have you on, man. Obviously, we go way back. We were in school together for three of my four years, I think. Um, you've been in school for fucking three years since, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, we'll get those jokes out of the way. What year are you in school? How many years do you have left? Do you expect to have a PhD by the time you leave Ohio State? Give a give a give us all give it all to us. Yeah, so uh, I'm a seventh year in school. Uh, this is my sixth year at Ohio State. It's my freshman year at Michigan State. Um, I will finish this semester with a master's in kinesiology, which is exercise science, with also some emphasis on nutrition. And then um, it will take me another probably four years to finish my uh, PhD. But I'm working towards that now as well. It just depends what happens with football. But it's one of those things like I have a I have a couple good options, so I'm not too worried about it. But there's more school in my future if I want it. Well, for this year, and obviously we'll talk about the team. The biggest difference has got to be NIL now versus you know your freshman year. My, my question for you is what, what are some of your favorite NIL deals that either you have or your, your good friends have? I mean, so I have, I have one, it's a, it's a radio ad on 97, one, the fan with um, green and sons tractors. Uh, and I basically, the ad is great because like the guy approached me about it and he like, he, he, he had it as a joke about like, I've been in like college playing football for a long time. And if you think that's a long time, it's nowhere near as long as you're like Kubota series X tract will last you. And I love that because like, you see a lot of NIL deals that are just like any guy, like just promoting a product. It's just like, Hey, like buy this or Hey, like wear this, this one, like it just has a joke to go with it. And like, if you're, if you're spending thousands of dollars on a tractor or even like a car, like the longevity thing is a funny joke. And then playing with the seventh years is a hilarious joke. So I really like that. Um, we all got like a team deal through express. So that was nice. I got a suit, but like, it's kind of crazy how like it, 
it varies from guy to guy. It doesn't even, it sometimes matters. Like obviously like the big name players will get it, but if you have a big social media following, you get deals, but it's been like a completely different thing. Cause like, I think everybody's viewpoint on it is different. And, you know, I started my career as a walk-on. I was a walk-on at Ohio state for three, uh, three years. And um, I've been blessed to be on scholarship now for three years. So it split my time, but it's one of those things like I view the money as like a, any any nil ni ni any nil deal i can get like a free shirt free food i'm like i'm taking advantage of this because like before i was paying for everything and now like so it's like nil to me is like i didn't think i was going to experience this in my time so it's like ten dollars awesome fifty dollars awesome like like i'm i'm excited like that but like some guys are like obviously getting six figure deals and more and i'm just like dude i'm just happy to get i'll, I'll take a free t-shirt or a free a, a free meal at fusion or something like like i'm very bare minimum with it like whatever it is like i'm ex- I'm happy about it and that's just kind of like how i went through i think that's how like a lot of the walk-ons view it it's like it's just a chance to um get some extra bonus on top so so I mean, we might as well give you a platform now. What what's the dream NIL deal? If you could have anything, whether it's Columbus, I mean, let's keep it a little realistic, right? Of yeah. course, you're like, well, I would want an NIL deal with Lamborghini, you know. But like, yeah, um, what would be the dream deal? One that like I, I want, like I DM'd them, uh, they didn't respond. Is a uh, <laughs> is a liquid death water, um, and like it sounds like bougie that I'm buying like canned water. Like I'll I'll usually drink like any water. I got like tap water here, but it's like I like their sparkling flavored water. <laughs> and just like it's just funny because it's like difference in a can and stuff but uh i like that like and that's like i feel like that's reasonable and stuff and then like um like different like energy drinks like i drink a lot of caffeine like the rock has a pretty good energy drink brand i like like stuff like that like would be good like little things like that like i feel like because they're they're feasible still like obviously you got guys rolling up in tricked out cars cj driving a g-wagon and stuff but that's a little far for far-fetched for the long snapper uh my ford, my ford escape runs just great um <laughs> you know uh my grandpa worked for ford we're a ford family so i happily ride that uh ford escape to and from practice i i you okay so you're ford family you're from mm-hmm. michigan obviously went to michigan state yeah the fun fact about you is that your brother was the long snapper in Michigan, right? I mean, like that's got to be the yeah. craziest family dynamic. Well, like even though it's not even just Michigan, Ohio State, you also went to Michigan State. It's like yeah, cool. So it's funny because my dad graduated from Michigan State. So like for me and my brother originally, like we grew up going to Michigan State games. I grew up watching Michigan State. I the only time I ever watched Ohio State was like Troy Smith days, and I knew I remember Troy Smith and AJ Hawk. That was it. Oh, and like Ted Ted Ginn too, and that was like a brief period of my life where I was like, oh, Ohio State's pretty cool. But then I got like that was when I was still like pretty young, and then I got past the point where I was like old enough, and I'm like, wait a second, like I'm a Michigan State fan, so I hate Michigan, and I I don't really care about Ohio State. Like they're they're that it's not it's not the biggest hate but still like in the entire state of michigan like ohio state does not get any love by any means so it's like i grew up michigan state fan it was a dream school um it wasn't the opportunity that i thought it was going to be when i went i still love the campus and stuff but then i was literally like a week away from signing an apartment lease to go to team up north and play with my brother and like it was it was uh, end of april and uh, coach combs at the co- at the time reached out called me and he goes like hey like 
we only have one long snapper right now. We need to bring in a guy to like help, help the team and stuff like that. Like, would you like consider coming down to visit? And like, I was completely blindsided. Cause I was like, it's Ohio state. And it was my dad who actually convinced me. He was like, he goes, just go try it out. Like it's Ohio state. Like just go for the visit and like, see how it is. Like you never know. And I ended up talking to coach Meyer at the time. And like, it's one of the things like, I love my brother, me and my brother are insanely close, but the Ohio state opportunity kind of gave me something to do my own path. And I, I, I really liked the school and the campus and stuff. So it was like, it was cool that I got to do my own path. And like, I have, I have zero regrets about the decision. It's been great. And now my brother's good, like that he's done. So he played two years against each other, but now he's done and stuff. He was at like, he, uh, he's in North Carolina. He goes to Duke for physical therapy school, but he drove in for like the Notre Dame game and stuff. And he wears like the gray Jersey from 2017. It's the only one he'll wear because it's got no red and it's like a different color gray, but it's like my jersey from 2017 Um, because he goes, I can't wear scarlet and stuff. And I think he wears like one of his old like football shirts underneath it. So he goes, it doesn't touch my skin, but like I'm, I'm still cheering for you. And, and and like he still wants to see me succeed and the team do, do well because then I'll do well. So it's, it's a really good dynamic. So at Michigan State, you've now been at Ohio State. This is your fifth year at Ohio State. This isn't like Sixth year at Ohio State. Next year at Ohio State. Okay. So you can include Michigan State guys. Who are some of your your favorite teammates? It doesn't necessarily need to be like, Mm -hmm. I like snapping into this guy or anything like that. It can just be like, these are the guys I have a good time hanging out with. I mean, um, the the guys I'm with now are all great. The specialist group is a great unit, but like a lot of my good friends have been gone for two years. Um, I mean, my my first couple of years here, we had what a great group of like specialists between Liam, Sean Nuremberger, Drew Chrisman, Blake Halbiel was one of my roommates and still my best friend, Zach Hoover. Like it was like, it was one of the best rooms I've been around in terms of like just guys and like actual ability. And then, uh, so like tough Borland is one of my best friends. Like I'm, I'm in his wedding next June. Uh, so it's like stuff like that. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is a giant teddy bear of, of a man, just a really good dude. Um, Justin Fields is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I was so happy to see him this past weekend get a win and stuff. I know you're happy about that yeah. uh, with the Bears and stuff. But, yeah, like, I've been around so many great guys. Like, I, I could just see, I feel like I could sit here and just keep naming names. But, like, some of my best friends are, like, Tough Borland, Luke Farrell, Blake Halbiel, obviously, like, the specialists and stuff I'm always close with. But if, definitely, if like, we Mike were, Jordan, been around good guys. If we were, like, a clickbaity podcast, we would tweet out, uh, Bradley Robinson, not a fan of CJ Stroud, despite oh. a great season so far. No, CJ is good. He's like, I, I just don't interact with it. I interact with a decent amount, but it's like all those guys are are pretty young compared to me. So it's like, I don't hang out with them outside of football. I was going to say, it's like, he does, he's not babysitting them, Andrew. No, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 24. So it's like, I got, I got, I got friends in Columbus that aren't uh, on the team. And so I hang out with those guys. I still hang out with guys on the team and stuff, but it's like, yeah, it's like I'm friends with guys in the building, but it's like I don't hang out with like teammates as much outside of football as I used to. Yeah, I mean, you've played for Urban, you've played for Coach Day, you mm-hmm. played for Trestle, you know, like you played for <laughs> you played for everybody. Um, Dude, that's what when the when they honored the 2002 national championship team, uh, the Notre Dame game, they go, Brad, why don't you go out to midfield to celebrate your fir- your freshman year? <laughs> Exactly. Right. I mean, it's funny because people just make jokes all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, every team for for basketball more so than football, because it's a little bit more normal for football, right? You, 
usually as a freshman, you'll redshirt unless you're mm-hmm. an incredible talent. You know, guys get hurt a lot more and, and mm-hmm. sit out years and stuff. You know, for basketball, every year Ohio State had a guy that was like, how in the world is this guy still in college? Whether it was mm-hmm. Aaron Kraft or Kyle Young is the probably the best example because he literally did play five years. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be the first real example of a guy who didn't – you're the only guy – that fits the mold that like didn't go like to the military for three years or something, yeah. you know, like you, mm-hmm. and which is, which is really fun. But, but what I want to get at is, you know, you've played for two coaches and I'm sure they have similarities and differences, mm-hmm. but to go along with that, there's been a, a revolving door of assistant coaches, whether that's because they're going to get head mm-hmm. coaching jobs uh, or, or they've been let, relieved of their duties or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And I don't know how much you interact with them, but how different do you feel like the staff is this year? Cause there's been a lot of turnover as opposed to years in the past. Yeah, I mean, um, my first couple of years, I didn't like, well, especially my first year, cause I just, I came in as a transfer and like it was the old rules. So I had to sit out a year. Um, and I just kind of like kept my head down in a talk. Like now I know like every assistant coach and I have the past couple of years and I joke around with them and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's, a, it's always like a good group of guys. Like I, like the, everyone that comes in comes from a talented background and stuff. And like, it's a really good group of guys. Like, obviously there's a lot more guys that came in this year. The one I interact with most is coach Fry, uh, just cause he run he, he helps run field goal and stuff. And he, and he's awesome. Um, I think I've had maybe one conversation with coach Knowles, um, I don't know if he knows my name. I would assume he does, but I mean, who knows? Uh, it's one of those, uh, I'll do my job so he doesn't have to talk to me and we're good. But no, like Coach Fry has been great. Um, Coach Walden, Coach Eliano, all been good. And then they bring in like a ton of like, the guys I talk to all the time are always like the GAs and the the analysts and the interns because they're all, they're all my age right now. They're all like, I think uh, our, our, D, our D line one is actually a year younger than me and had a whole college career done. And he's been coaching for two years and I'm still playing. And I started before him. So it's funny. Like now I got coaches that are my age or younger. So, so Joey mentioned the different coaches and obviously you started the season with now six different Ohio state teams. Is it the same mindset at the beginning of every season or was the year after the national championship more we're going to win a national championship this year like before the Notre Dame game or were the expectations and the talks in the locker room the same as before the season opener every year Mm -hmm. I mean uh you know my my first couple years it was a lot more like hey um number one game we care about TL North game, number two, Big Ten Championship, and number three is Natty. And that's like, that's kind of what we talk about now. More when I first got here, it was just kind of team up north is like, that's the first thing. And then Big Ten Championship is like, was also very big, but we never really talked about the Natty. And it's like, obviously, like that was the goal, but it was like to get to that goal, you had to accomplish the other two goals. And now it's kind of like, especially after last season and then one, well, being, being at the national championship in 2020 and then after last season, where you know we had that we had talent we had teams and we just didn't succeed in the games we needed to but like we knew we could like we knew we were there like we knew we were close so i think there's been a lot more talk this year than there ever has been and it's kind of like it's kind of built the past couple years since we made it to the game and stuff and it's one of those things i think it's because like we were close that now we're talking about it again and like it's also like it's like a mix and flow though. Like you don't want to get too ahead of yourself because at the end of the day, we still got to beat Toledo. That's what matters right now. Like that's what the mindset is. But and that's kind of how I am too. Like I hate like 
Um, I hate when we talk about it. Like, and I know that's what everybody's talking about in like media and stuff right now. I'm like, I'm like, let's just go one game at a time. Like if we win every game by one point, we'll be in the playoff. Like there's Ohio state. If we're undefeated and we're big 10 championship, we'll be in the playoffs. But it's like, it's just different. And it has like kind of changed a little bit more. And the focus has like the first two goals are still definitely like the top two. And like, we're trying to beat team North every single day, but like there definitely is more talks than there's ever been about like the national championship, because it's one of those things I think you have to talk about about it because we know we like we have the ability so you can't just like you can't just like pretend to blow it off and then bring it up later because like we know that the the ability is there but like kind of once we started the games though like Notre Dame like once we started like halfway through camp like it was Notre Dame's the mission if we get if we take care of Notre Dame then we'll go to the next game and then we'll get to it it's like it was a lot more there in the off season but now that we're like in season with weeks like we don't talk about it as much it's more like hey this week's the goal and move forward with that Joey, can I perfectly script what your next question is going to be? We've been doing this a long time. Yeah, you do, you won't get it, but sure. Well, normally what Joey says is, is there a team or an environment that you hate playing against or, you know, you get pumped up more than the average guy gets pumped up for for Joey? And he's he's frozen. I don't know if he's frozen for you. Yeah, he's frozen. But – for Joey, it was Penn State. That was the team he hated playing. There was a year where they beat him three times, twice in the regular season, once in the Big Ten tournament. So, obviously, team up north, next team mm. on the schedule, whoever you play in the Big Ten championship. But is there a team that you love going against or hate going against? Uh, I mean, there's definitely not any that I hate um, just because it's like playing in the Big Ten is an awesome experience. Um, one of my – favorite game day environments we had was um Penn State 2018 where we were at Penn State and it was the whiteout and we came back and won that was probably one of the coolest atmospheres I've been at I mean the Rose Bowl is an iconic place to play too like if, if we're talking about stadiums and stuff and like I grew up in Big Ten country like the Rose Bowl is is the granddaddy of them all like they say it is so the Rose Bowl was great and then but in terms of like just Big Ten opponents um like playing at Penn state is a great experience one because the fan base is nasty. And I kind of like as Ohio state, like we're the villains, like we're not liked, and especially like that's how I view it too. Cause I grew up in Michigan. And every time I go back home, at least one person will say something about me wearing Ohio state stuff. And I think it's hilarious. I love that part. It's like the little, the chip on the shoulder and um, it's good. And that's why like you go into Penn state and they're very hostile, but I like that. I think it's hilarious. I think it's, it's good fuel um, to use. I mean, as a long snapper, I try to stay pretty even keel throughout a game, but it's, I, I like environments like that where it's hostile territory and then you can kind of go in and shut them up. You, like I just have a small part to play, but like, that's, it's, it's cool to see like how that all, all kind of works. The one place I haven't played, the ones the so the one Big Ten stadium I've never been to, whether it was for a recruiting visit or playing in a game or watching like my brother's game, was Iowa. And I heard that place is extremely hard to play at. So it's like I don't have that input. But like last week with Notre Dame was the most packed I've ever seen, like our like pregame walk, the stadium. It was it was the craziest environment that I've seen in my time at Ohio State in terms of just how many people were like in Columbus and on campus and stuff. Makes sense. Um so we're going to pause it here in a second if Joey yeah. doesn't pop back in. But you mentioned that you go back home to Michigan mm -hmm. and, you know, guys will come up to you and give you crap for wearing Ohio State stuff. What's that conversation like? Is it like, hey, Bradley Robinson, like you should have come to 
Michigan, or is it like, well, actually, I'm on the Ohio State team, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear Ohio State. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of those where like you'll get the dirty look because you're wearing Ohio State stuff, and then if they know who I am, it's probably somebody that I went to school with or grew up with, so they'll like they'll throw jokes. But then uh, you get the dirty looks, and then like someone will give the like the conversation, and then they're kind of like, well, I play, I play there, and it's like, okay, they have a little bit more respect. And my my dad loves it because so he the back of his truck has an Ohio state sticker on one side and a team of North sticker on the other. And so he loves it. Cause people always ask him like, he'll wear both, both things out. People always ask him like, like that's pretty messed up. Why? And then he gets, he loves it. Cause he's, he's a proud dad. So he gets to talk about both his boys playing D one college football at two of the biggest schools, let alone the biggest rivalry in sports. So he loves that. But yeah, it's definitely like a different approach with how people are like when I go home and stuff. So you, you've played in a lot of games and, you know, we've asked Urban this question. We've asked Joshua Perry. We've asked Tyvis Powell. We just had Devere Posey on. We asked him. I've never, well, we might've asked Drew Christman this, but we've never asked a player this, maybe. So I, we always wonder as a player, would you rather have the opportunity to be in the playoff or get a guarantee Rose Bowl win. You've you've literally done it all. You've won the Rose Bowl. You've lost in the first round of the playoff. You've lost in the national championship. Mm-hmm. Doing all that was the lowest low lower than the highest high of the Rose Bowl, or vice versa. So just uh, sum up that question. Would you rather you know be in but not win the playoff, or win the Rose Bowl? I mean, it's hard for me because I've experienced it all, and it's. It's one of those things like I I was definitely um assuming, like you're just not happy when you don't go to the playoff. And but I kind of looked at it a different way. And I think that's the the way the staff tried to get it like to the guys, especially because like there's a lot of young guys who have grown up now with like the playoff system where it was not it's not the old BCS games, the bowl games like don't technically mean as much as they used to. So it's like, hey, like the Rose Bowl is important. So like for me, like the first thing that like when we got like finally we were going to the Rose Bowl. Having gone in 2018 as like a kid, like that was like a dream to go to the Rose Bowl, like just to go and watch it, let alone like I remember like as a Michigan State fan when they won the Rose Bowl, I remember watching that as a kid and how like awesome the experience to me because I grew up in like Rose Bowl was up here. And then 2018, we got to go as a team and Liam was there. So I was I was Liam's backup. So like it was still an amazing experience to be a part of it and win it. But then this past year, it was like, hey, we fell short on our other goals, but well, not only are we going to the Rose Bowl, but I get to play in the Rose Bowl. So I kind of like that was like top tier for me. Uh, obviously, like the number one goal is to go to the playoffs after like, well, after beating Team North in the Big Ten championship game and stuff, it's it's the playoffs. And I want to win a natty more than more than I ever have just because I've done everything but that at this point in terms of winning football games at the college level. But the Rose Bowl is definitely was like a special experience for me, especially like with the way the, that game went down this past year, being part of a game winning kick. Like you, I, I can't script it better than that as a kid that grew up watching that game to be able to go in and win that game on one play with Jesse and Noah and all the guys blocking and like the rest of the team, obviously with a big combat effort. Like that's like, that's something like that I'll, I'll forever remember and like be able to tell my kids about and just be like, Hey, I played in the Rose bowl and I snapped the game winning snap of a field goal. Like it's, that's pretty, like pretty special and stuff. Obviously I want to win a natty though, but that's a very special place like for me now. So I don't really, I don't even know if I'm going to say it's even going to make sense at the end of, at the, when Andrew cuts this all up, but 
you're right, Andrew. I was going to ask something pretty much like that. And I was going to say, basically, if you have number one, and this could have already been answered, and like, I don't even, so I don't even know, but number one, if you have a favorite game of your time um, at Ohio State, and then number two, your favorite environment, which I know is like kind of already been answered, but I want you to take out the playoff bowl games. Yeah. Just talk about college second one, football. The second one was answered. The first one, we are yet to know that answer. So, so the second one was Penn State 2018 whiteout. Okay. Like we came back and like that place, that that place was the wildest I've ever seen a stadium. Like that is, I don't care what team you cheer for. You have to go to a Penn State whiteout just to experience it. And it's funny because I think they lose most of them, but it's like a great oh. environment. That's why they're playing Minnesota this year or whatever. Yeah, they always play Ohio State. That's why they lose yeah. most of them. Yeah, so but it's it's a great environment. They like that is a really good cool place to see. Like they're very hostile, but I I was telling Andrew that I kind of like the hostility. Like when you're Ohio State, like oh yeah, it's it's, it's like you got you got to embrace it. Yeah, you got to embrace it. So that was that. And then so what the first question was like favorite um, game or what was the first question again? Yeah, fa- favorite game that you played in for whatever reason. I mean, it could mm-hmm. be that Penn State game also, but. Yeah, maybe. So I didn't get to play in that Penn State game, but um, my favorite game has got to be well. So no playoffs. So if you count playoffs, the Sugar Bowl is a great time in uh, 2020, just because playoffs don't how, count. How crazy that year was! <laughs> I, I'm gonna pick another game, but I was just like, yeah. like that year was so crazy, and like to still end up there, and then for that game to go the way it did after everything like that we'd been through one because of the previous year and then COVID. So like, that's more probably like what surrounded the game. But then um, in terms of just like, uh, this is, this is a tough question. Cause it's just like every, every, like every game I play and I kind of view it as like, I'm blessed to be in that position. So are you only counting these games as games that you physically played in or games that you were a part of? Um, well, like games that I was a part of and like, I'm, I'm thinking like more physically play, played in and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Penn state 2018, probably like that I've been a part of and stuff and gotten to watch from the sidelines and be on that team. That's like, just cause like you come back in like the most hostile environment possible. And just to see like that place of a hundred thousand people just go so quiet yeah. so fast. Yeah. And so that, that's great. And then 2019 was a great year all around um, just because, like, we were pretty dominant in the regular season and stuff. And then, honestly, the Notre Dame game was a great was a great time just because of how great the crowd and the environment was. Like, it was the craziest I've ever seen, like, our pregame walk and just the wildest that same has been in terms of just people there. Like, I mean, everybody who was anybody who was at that game, it felt like I got to be about five yards away from LeBron pregame warmups and stuff. But it's one of those, like, you got to act serious. You can't go and, like, try to dap them up and stuff because you're about to go try to play a football game. And if someone sees you, then they're like, what are you, what are you doing right now? It's like when it's like when Evan McPherson came out and watched the whole uh... – Dude, yeah. So I mean, I still love that. I thought that was a great move and stuff. And people like hated on it for it. I'm like, I'm like, as a specialist, halftime's like 20 to 25 minutes, unless like something really random happened, or um like something's like really like teams giving you a really weird look. I think I talked to a coach for all of 30 seconds. Yeah. And then as like the older guy, I'll talk to the other specialist and we'll talk about what's going on. But besides that, it's like we're we're up there and we're just kind of like. I eat an Uncrustable. It's my halftime meal of all yeah. that they offer us. 
And, and like, that's kind of like, so like halftime's like, I could totally go out and watch like a, the Super Bowl halftime show and not, and it would, it would be the exact same thing for a normal game in terms of like what I missed in the locker room. I was trying to explain that to my, sorry, Andrew, I know I keep cutting you off. I was trying to explain that to like my dad and some of my friends. I was like, listen, I, if anybody knows specialists that hasn't played football, it's me. <laughs> and I said, like, as a walk-on for basketball, there was no reason why I needed to be in the locker room yeah. at all for, for longer than the coach mm-hmm. just addressing the team. Like mm-hmm. I was not getting treatment. I was not resting. I was like specialists are the same way. Right. I mean, obviously you yeah. tell me I'm wrong, but it's like, you guys go mm-hmm. out there and you got to warm up and practice just like they do, but you need mm-hmm. more of the field and you need, like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just it's so good. Like, so yeah, well, like it, it's not, a, it's, it's all calculated. It's yeah, not, we'll leave the hat. We'll leave the locker room earlier than everybody else. And so we don't hear like whatever, like the halftime speeches, like before they run back out. I've never heard one of those. And like, you'll see like highlights from like the Rose Bowl, like big games of like things that are set at halftime. Like, I'm like, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that was said. Or like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not there for that. I'm already back warming up, warming up for the second half and stuff. So it's like, you miss those, but it's like, you're just, we're doing our job. And that's the thing is like with specialists, I was telling Andrew, it's like in those, especially those crazy environment games, like as specialists, like you got to stay right in the middle. You can't be too high. You can't be too low. Cause it's just such a mental job. So it's like, it's okay that you miss those speeches and stuff. Cause you're just trying to sit there and focus in like a, a normal, like kind of just boring spot mentally. My, my last question I have for you, and then we have a special way that we, we wrap things up. Actually, I actually have two last questions for you. But the first one is, do you have like an all-time recurring favorite meal that's given to you because you're an Ohio State football player? Whether it's something served you, whether it's, you know, a place that the team has gone multiple times, just like – you know, death row, Ohio State football related meal. Yeah. So in terms of like, cause we get, we have people that cook for us. Like we have cooks and they cater in food. Uh, my favorite place they cater in is Piata. Love Piata. L- love Piata. But then like, in terms of like just a routine every year in camp, we go to uh, Rodizio in like the arena district. And that started off like my first year I went and and the joke was like with like specialists and it was kind of like Liam and Drew was like, hey, we don't leave this like we we close this place down like because it's Brazilian steakhouse they keep bringing us around so it's like and it's like I, every year we go to camp and like I'm like I always ask like when's the Rodizio night so that's like one thing that's always great is like I look forward to it, especially because it's in camp so it's like it's just something different like you get to leave the the facility and the hotel for the first time in two weeks and go sit at a restaurant and stuff and eat that so it's like a good little thing that I enjoy. They must lose mo- a little bit of money on that night. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, some dudes eat a lot. I mean, I, I made sure I got my money's worth. I, I wasn't even paying, but I, I made sure I got everybody's money's worth there. I was just keep bringing it, keep bringing it around. You could you could do NIL for a Brazilian steakhouse, and you could be like, here's the deal. If you want to sit there for a long time, you can stay in one place for a long, long, long time. That, there you go. I'll, I'll have to pitch it. I'll have to pitch it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got. You guys can be my NIL agents and stuff, and just represent me. I, I think. I, love that. <laughs> I mean, I and love that. My actual last question, and this is, um, you know, as I view myself as one of the most well-renowned, best Ohio State media members. My question is, do you think you're the best Ohio State long snapper? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Um, 
there's been really good guys before me. Uh, you know, Liam obviously is did an amazing job and he's with the Falcons now. And for him, Bryce was great. Bryce is a doctor now. And then before Bryce was Jake McQuaid, who's now been an 11 year veteran in the, in the NFL. So I have to say he's pretty good. Jake's probably at the top of the list, but just to have my name in uh, any conversation with any of those guys is a pretty good, pretty good spot. You like that callback? That was a great callback. <laughs> callback to before we even started recording. Um, uh, the real last question, Brad, and you know how our show goes. Um, we like to turn the tables on you. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have been your whole life being interviewed, ridiculed for years and years and years from, from the Ohio State and even maybe even Michigan State media members. But now we're giving you the platform in a segment that is sponsored by our great presenting sponsor brain feel, which we'll, we'll work on getting you some brain feel as well. You said you're a, you're a caffeine guy. This isn't a caffeine right. guy, but it is an energy energy drink that you can add into your repertoire. Um, All for it. The question is nootropics. Lots nootropics. of Exactly. The, the question is, do you have any questions for us? Um, I, I got one for you. Um, it's an NFL football. It's uh, did you watch hard knocks by chance? Uh, yeah. Yes. And did no. Hear? Okay. Well, this year I'm highly recommended as a Lions fan. Um, they got a nice behind the scenes of Dan Campbell. And I was wondering as a Bears fan in the division, uh, how scared are you of the Lions dominance that's about to begin with Dan Campbell at the helm? Did they, win? Did, they, did they win last week? They didn't. They got close. <laughs> but they're, they're a gritty team. They're a gritty team. Here's what I'll say. I lived with – for my first two years, I lived next to a guy who was a Lions fan. And my second two years at Ohio State, I lived with a Lions fan. Not only did I live with him those two years, I've also lived with him since I graduated, but I just moved out. So I have always had a soft spot for the Lions, even though they're in the division. I don't see them as a rival, so mm-hmm. to speak. And Jack Fox. Packers. We love Jack Fox. We're That's right. Do you guys have Jack Fox on? Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, no, so I'm, I'm good friends with Jack. Jack's a great dude. That, and it's got to be the most random guest we've ever had on. But Yeah. No, um, Jack's awesome, though. And, like, it kind of makes sense, though, like, knowing like knowing him and stuff and having him on, like, just randomly. Like, like that's, yeah. I, like, that's him. It makes sense. Right. So so we, so we I, I have a soft spot for the Lions, but here's the, the deal is that Dan Campbell is awesome. Man Campbell, whatever you want to call him. If, if he was my coach, I'd be thrilled. But instead, over in Chicago, we've got Eberflus, and we're all drinking the Flus juice, and you, you don't want to drink too much – Floose juice because floose juice because then you can't drive, you know. But like the floose is I'm loose. Drink, the floose is loose. I'm drinking the floose juice. We've got your one of your favorite teammates ever, Justin Fields, at the helm. He's doing Superman slides into the end zone after they win games and literally playing underwater. It it's hard to be afraid when the Bears look like Super Bowl contenders like they did last week. In in a monsoon. In a, yeah that's the only way they could oh man only the bears would have a home game in a monsoon to start the year so that their fans are like oh my god this is we no no actual bears fan thinks that this is the year but it's like yeah but it, this is the year yeah you gotta take it week by week you gotta, you gotta hold on to the positives while you can yeah exactly so yeah i'm drinking the flus juice i love man campbell i will say sneaky nfc central has four really good coaches sneaky really exciting Young coaches. Yeah. No, it'll be good. <laughs> Bradley, you got anything else for us before we let you get out of here? Uh, I think. I mean, I think that's it. Like, it's been a good time. I've been happy to be on. I'm glad you guys could get me on stuff. I know we've talked about it in the past. So I was excited to get on. Oh, I remembered my my other last question. Number three. National championship tickets. 
<laughs> are those available? Who do we go to when you guys are in the national championship again? Was it uh, the only, the only, the only okay. tickets I'm focused on right now, uh, and who to give them to is this weekend against Toledo at seven at home. And That's where it. can we pick those up? <laughs> I think it's like gate six or something. I don't know. You can meet my mom and dad. So, <laughs> all right, Bradley Robinson, this was great, man. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. See ya. Thanks, man. All right, we hope you enjoyed that interview with longtime Ohio State long snapper Bradley Robinson. He was great. Shout out to him. Shout out to BrainFuel, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com. Shout out to Denny. He does the intro and outro. The outro might even be playing right now. So this outro music that you're hearing right now. If I have anything to say about it. Are you going to make this a long exit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out, Denny, for whenever the the outro comes on. Yeah, Andrew, this was a pleasure episode. I don't know if I'll even remember it. I'm so – I – People walk up to me and they're like, you look terrible. I'm like, yeah, I feel terrible. Like all the, like, it just takes one day though. And then you bounce back. We'll be good. Um, I'm excited for our live show. Um, if we can make it work where we could get something set up with some sort of live show in Columbus, that'd be fun, but that'd be more, more basketball, more basketball season. season, basketball season. Um, that will happen for sure. Yep. Um, wait, wait, I got, I got a pick. Yeah, early Early in the week might not even make my graphic. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Parlay Browns Chiefs money line. Okay, who do they play? Browns home against the Jets. Chiefs home against the Chargers. The line's only three and a half, though, so it's 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 a decent NFL Chiefs money line opportunity. And then the Browns minus six. If you ever hear me telling you to take the points in the Browns game, I'm sitting next to a Browns player, okay? Because every single game is a heartbreaker. And a heartbreaker. Are you going? How open are you going? I'm not going, but I am going to Browns Steelers. Oh, last time Browns played the Steelers, Miles Garrett threw his helmet at Mason Rudolph. That wasn't the last time, but that was oh. the last time they played the Steelers and I was there. See, exactly. I, yeah. 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 Now, I mean, now – now the outro is playing, so shout out Denny. Um, you know we both we both think Ohio State will be three and zero. If they're not, it's basketball season. <laughs> um, or Toledo. I I have a soft spot in my heart for Toledo. My mom's from Toledo, but they're gonna get boat raced. Maybe it'll be maybe the offense will be on the field a lot, and it'll be a little closer. Two and zero Toledo. Two Toledo. 2-0 Toledo. The two best teams in Ohio, maybe? I don't think they're the two best teams in Ohio. But what I do think is that you all need to buckle up and drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. Beat 2-0 Toledo. Clocking out early, that's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth, hopping on the ninth flight. I've been chilling out of sight. I'll be at the bar tonight. Told the bartender, go and take my car to swipe. You try the same thing, but your car get declined. White rappers nowadays know we're not too hard to find. I'm so dapper with my ways, I'm gonna linger in your mind. Always told me good things, look, I'm too dull to our patient. But I've been way too patient, riding bars in my basement. I'm anxious in the real world, it's time for me to say this. The basics, the talent in my mind, I can't waste it. My life is too safe, it's my time for it's taking. I'm baking my mind every day, it's the same ish.
busting through the pavement. Rock with it and lean with it. My team win it. My team win it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team win it. My team win it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Don't think that I'm playing because I'm saving the game and I said that I will be more because of so raving, racing, and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble, because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble, because they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble, because I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on mumble, and your girly calls me daddy, but she only calls you uncle. Wave that towel in your hand.